Uh, welcome everyone to the Canadian Perspective, your source for leftist political news. My name's Derek Westra. I'm Cole Rader. And we are here to provide you with the spicy stories. stories. Some nice stories. What's going on? White Boy Summer. Easter. The rules for White Boy Summer. White Boy Summer. Get Should ready. We, uh, it's okay. <laughs> Chet Hanks is coming out here with White Boy Summer. Yeah. But uh, Easter, happy Easter, everybody. Paint some eggs. So we know. got some stories for you today. Not good Not shit. Not great shit. There's a lot of bad things that happened this week. A lot yes. of bad things. What's going on in specifically Manitoba, uh, our legislature, the progressive conservatives are trying to pass some really fucked up bills. They're trying to, trying to hack the education system to pieces, cutting funding and weakening the teachers union. They're repealing even the most basic labor protections and even curtailing freedom of speech and how you can protest. So we're going to be covering that. Like, it's actually kind of ridiculous. Five or so bills they're trying to pass. Yeah, so remember the bills that uh, we were talking about that they're trying to hide? Those 11 or so bills, yeah. Yeah, so they're trying to hide a bunch of bills. I think these are some of those bills, right? Yeah, yes, they are. Yeah, so these are the things that they're trying to hide. So we're going to tell you about them while... uh, 30 of our listeners. We're going to be talking about uh, the premier of Alberta. Oh, Kenny. and his uh, fucking corrupt ass bullshit about Jason jazz Kenny. Jason Kenny and his jazz grandpa. Yeah. His grandpa was apparently pretty jazzy. That's right. Uh, Putin. We're going to talk about Putin, too. Vladimir Putin, who signs a law enabling him <laughs> to stay in power until 2036. Yeah, that's not good. Not a good sign. No. Uh, George Floyd trial began this week. What? You know, one of my favorite things is going on the documents and seeing Derek spelling. Fuck you, Cole. Derek. Fuck you. Derek Chauvin's. <laughs> Chavins. Chauvin. You know, you know who it is. Oh, you know who it okay. is. Okay, that's great. Um, yeah, we got we're, that uh, trial started, so we're going to talk a little bit about that and what the defense is uh, arguing and what the... Sorry, continue. None cans. <laughs> I'm sorry, Derek. Okay. You know, you're smart. You're a smart guy. It's, it's just that. What the fuck are you doing? No, 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 no. SpongeBob, come back. SpongeBob. Derek, we're doing a show. We're live. Okay. I'm... Alrighty, so that's right. George Floyd's trial. Oh, sorry, Derek Chauvin's trial over the death of George Floyd. Yes. Yeah, so we're going to talk about that, some of the arguments that are going on there, and uh, that they're all fucking bullshit. <laughs> right, and I think he's being charged with second-degree murder and... Manslaughter as Second-degree well. manslaughter or something yeah. like that. So, interesting. And then I got to cover some... Biden? So anyways. Yeah. We're going to go back to Manitoba. Yeah, let's start with Manitoba. All right, so... On a good note. Well, not, not a good, a good note. note. This is all bad. Like, it will inform you on what's happening. Yes, information. The progressive conservatives... Not quite as bad as genocide. <laughs> that's right. The progressive <laughs> conservatives underneath Brian Pallister is uh, doing some messed up shit. So in, in Hydro's... What is it? Um, their uh, revenue release? What is it? Their quarterly release or whatever the fuck? Yeah, their Maybe statements. I just won't talk about it because I don't want to Their statements? Turns out Hydro made $5 billion in sales revenue that they were trying to hide. The PCs were trying to hide to make Hydro look like it was in a worse situation than it was. Mm-hmm. But they had some contracts with Saskatchewan that they tried to hide. Oh. To make it look like that Hydro didn't make as much money as it did because 
they're trying to push through a hydro bill increase. They're trying to raise everyone's hydro bills. Yeah. So they specifically were trying to hide. Hide this, the revenue that they've already made so they can raise it and get additional more revenue. revenue. Yeah. yeah. To, make it look, to make it look like hydro is in a worse situation than it is. They also are trying to pass a bill specifically about that, which I'll get to later, that has to do with, uh, that allows them to raise and lower prices of uh, hydro uh, on a whim. Because right now they have to go through a board yeah, on a utilities board uh, before they can do that. Well, they want to pass a bill that makes it so that they can just do it directly. Yeah, that's not good. That's not good. And also, also what's going on is, do with hydro, conservatives are doing an illegal wage freeze for a bunch of hydro workers. Um, and so all 2,300 of them went on strike, specifically the, the IBEW workers. So they're on strike right now. And coincidentally, the conservatives are trying to pass a bill that would affect strikers and their ability to negotiate um, through binding arbitration. And that would directly affect the workers who are on strike right now against the government. So isn't that interesting? So, yes. So these bills I'm about to talk about, uh, the NDP brought to light that this is what they're trying to pass. Now, something also notice is that the rules of the legislature allow the opposition to hold back five bills until the fall sitting. Okay. So they can delay the bills and prevent them from being passed, but only five of them. And that's basically the, all the power they really have. They don't have that much power here. Well, because they have a minority, it's a majority government. Yeah. Progressive conservatives are a majority. So they're trying to use as much muscle as they can to make sure, to make sure that these bills don't get passed through because they're pretty harmful to the country. To the province? The province, yes, the <laughs> province, not the whole country, but the province. So basically, Bill 64. Now, also want to point out, I mentioned a while ago, they, they were, the conservatives were trying to introduce these secret bills. They weren't releasing the text for. Yeah. I believe these bills were a part of that yeah. group of secret bills. And it makes sense why they wanted those to be secret, because it's pretty damning. Well, it's unconstitutional in some, some of them. Oh, yeah, There's no, it's like horrible. anti-protest one. Oh, yeah, it's really bad. Like, it's, it's bad, bad. Like bad bad if you don't like authoritarians we should like right that's basically what brian palace is trying to do here yeah Gain, for him to have more power over everything right it's not good so <clears throat> so bill 64 it's 309 pages long jesus christ it's a complete restructuring it repeals manitoba's existing public education acts to completely restructure the province's public education system it introduces sweeping new powers to the premier and his cabinet. It overhauls Manitoba's public education funding model, interferes in collective bargaining units for educators and school staff, and lays the groundwork for deep service cuts and layoffs at schools. Okay, so this is awful because it's just going to fuck up all the schools. <laughs> and, you know, they're in Manitoba, which are already kind of shit begin with yeah there were already when we were going to school there were a large class size it's like 30 kids a class yeah and whatnot like that's a lot for a teacher well yeah well because teachers are so uh, or the schools are so underfunded that they can't afford to uh they can't afford more teachers right right and now pc government is coming in and saying oh okay you know what we're gonna make it even worse we're yeah. gonna completely revamp the whole structural system whole funding system make it easier for us to hire and fire you yeah. and also undermine your collective bargaining union agreement which is the one thing that i remember our teachers talking about when yeah. we were in high school is that their union was strong yeah no their union is, is strong and um of in, course, some, in some senses i think a little bit too strong but 
well we can they can't get rid of the bad teachers that's true that's true a little bit unfortunate but i mean i'd rather strong union than no union that's right that's right but Obviously, the PCs don't like that union, so they want yeah. to get rid of it. So, government documents uh, also show that the PC government cut provincial funding for education in 20, uh, 2020 and 2021 by $4.2 million. This is the first real dollar cut to Manitoba schools in 15 years. And this comes after chronic underfunding from the government, which forced schools to cut programs and reduce services for kids. So, yeah, they're so- cutting funding for schools and yeah, they're trying to they're trying to uh take all the power away from the schools give it to the government so the government can do whatever they want with regards to education whether it's bad or good uh, is determined on uh, who's in power brian pallister with this wants to uh, gain more power lay off teachers cut funds to schools and then what will he do he'll blame the schools <clears throat> for being bad yeah or whatever he won't blame his cuts. He'll blame the actual schools that... It's their fault. Yeah, it's their fault. It's their fault they're, they're not bad. getting them enough money from me. Yeah. It's their fault I'm not giving them enough money. Yeah. Classic conservative trick. Anyways, <clears throat> the next bill... That's, so we're not done yet. That already would be a new story. Then we got Bill 35, the Public Utilities Ratepayer Protection and Regulatory Reform Act. <clears throat> Jesus. Um... This Bill 35, it limits the public utility board's ability to independently set and regulate electricity and gas prices. It'll open the door to the breakup of hydro. So instead, rates will be set by cabinet order and the PUB's approval will be subject to treasury board and government directives. So instead of having the semi-autonomous public utilities board who can uh, independently set uh, and regulate the electricity and gas prices. They want to put all the power in their hands, yeah. and so that they can make political decisions to raise and lower the price of hydro, which allows them to manipulate ma- manipulate hydro's revenue and perhaps open up ways for for a privatization scheme. So, if you look at the the last five years, Pallister has raised has tried to raise the hydro rates multiple times by as much as seven point nine percent. Yeah, they've tried to. And it was the Public Utilities Board whose mandate is to keep rates low for ratepayers that denied these rate hikes. So the, the Pallister's government was like, yeah, let's raise this bitch. And then the Public Utilities Board is like, no, can't do that. And they stopped them. And now, because of that, Pallister's like, okay, the conservatives are like, okay, that's cool. Well, we're just going to get rid of the Public Utilities Board. Yeah. So you don't have that protection. This is, this is fucked up. This is super fucked up. So they did this with MTS back in the 90s. That's why mm-hmm. MTS was privatized, right? It used to be a public utility. They privatized it, and the premier who did that also was then brought onto the board after he was voted out. Mm, so corruption. And then so he made a bunch of money off of that. <clears throat> so I guarantee you that's what Pallister's uh, goal here is to do, is because he recognizes that his approval rating is in the shitter. It's gone. <clears throat> no one likes him. Right. No one likes him. And mm-hmm. so next, uh, next um, election, it'll probably be Wap Canoe who wins if he runs again. Well, we'll see about the polls. Fuck, I hope so. Well, he's, uh, he's, they did it right now. He would win, right? Well, yeah, but that's post-corona. The next election is like two or three years. Well, maybe. Yeah, it's in two years. So uh, we'll have to wait for that. But uh, judging off of what he's doing here, I, don't, I doubt he'll win. But it doesn't matter if he does privatize this anyways, because he'll have that done already. Yeah, he'll have his, his revolving door. He's out. 
And now what do you do? Can you, can you bring it back into the public sphere? Well, that's going to cost a lot of money. Yeah, after and you you're putting sell it a off. lot of stress on the on the company itself. Yeah, like so. Once it's done, it's kind of done. <laughs> right, that's a shitty thing. Yeah. So unfortunate. Hopefully they don't do it. Hopefully they can. We can stop them. Right. And I think if they uh, are pushing for this, I think we need to protest it. Right. Oh, we have to. We have to get out yeah. on the streets for that because that's bring the baseball bat. Ridiculous. And, uh, because you know. to have a, a private corporation basically have a monopoly over your uh, electricity bill, something that's an inelastic utility, that's ridiculous. You can't privatize inelastic markets, is what right. it is. This is an inelastic market. You need heat in Manitoba. Right. You need hydro. Everybody needs hydro, so you have to pay whatever they charge. Right. And for, you- it, for there to be a profit margin in there uh, to pay like shareholders and shit like that, that is immoral. And it just hurts everybody. <laughs> mm-hmm. And actually, the, the reason why the Public Utilities Board denied those increases was due to uh, certain investments that the Crown had made that already generates uh, millions of dollars of profit for Manitoba Hydro at the time. Yeah. So, so that's they're already why, making money. So they want to they squeeze you, the, yeah. their voter, the taxpayer, the citizen, yeah. even though they're already making profit. That's scum. That's fucked up. Yeah, that's super fucked up. But anyways, Bill uh, 16, the Labor Relations Amendment Act. Right. So not only are you trying to mess with teachers, they're trying to mess with how the uh, hydro sets its rates. They're trying to remove the independent body. And um, they're also going after the workers. So Bill 16, it amends Manitoba's labor laws to undermine the collective bargaining process. Unions. Right. So your agreements between the union and the employer. Yeah which allows employers to fire striking workers and make it easier for bad employers to intimidate workers who are striking. So basically, in one provision, Bill 16 eliminates the right of striking workers to access binding arbitration after 60 days of strike action or lockout. So binding arbitration is like a court. It's not an actual court. It's like more relaxed, Mm -hmm. but you have an independent arbitrator who's like a judge. And then each side the employer and the union have a discovery period where they can yeah. bring some evidence or not and then they have to they have to present their case and however the arbitrator then makes their decision on which one has the right side so it's uh, it's putting restrictions on the uh, union side to uh, develop so, their case well it's saying that the right it's taking away their right of striking workers to access that binding arbitration after 60 days so after 60 days, they're not allowed to talk to him. Not allowed to go through binding arbitration. That's fucked up. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. It's super fucked up, actually. This is, like, really bad. Yes. This is really, really bad. They can just fire striking workers. Yeah. No, that's, that's unconstitutional, is it? Is it not? Uh, it or might be it? against the federal labor practices. Yeah, exactly. But I don't know. This is, this is extremely bad. This is extremely bad. And Brian Pallister proposing just these three bills is a damning sign on, uh, first of all, his character, but also uh, the way the party's going. And the, the fact that he has scum. any support at all. It's ridiculous. Any support at all. And of course, like I mentioned before, the, the IBEW yeah. workers, 2034 members who are on strike right now, are currently in negotiations with Manitoba Hydro over Pallister's government-imposed wage freeze. So yeah. it's interesting that he's trying to... Um, limit workers' abilities to access binding arbitration and whatnot as his very own government 
is dealing with striking workers. And he wants the ability to be able to fire striking workers while workers are striking. That's so fucking fucked up. That's so bad. That's so bad. Oh, uh, yep. Like, Not that's good. That's so bad. Like, I, I can't... The fact that this is... That's, we're not done yet no we're not done yet bills. this the the next bill was the jaw dropper bill that wasn't it yeah it gets worse okay bill 57 is possibly the most unconstitutional or against it violates the charter of rights and freedoms so <laughs> ridiculously i don't see any any judge a fucking private claims judge would be able to look at these two documents and be like oh yeah that shit's that shit's wrong man Mm -hmm. that violates this so bill 57 is an anti-protest bill i don't know what the official name of bill 57 like the the add-on name was but mm -hmm. it gives the government power to levy significant fines against manitobans who choose to protest in areas they deem quote critical infrastructure end quote by the provincial government so the bill of course uses vague text to define these places and describes them as, quote, any place that, quote, makes a significant contribution to the health, safety, security, or economic well-being of Manitobans, end quote, as well as the land surrounding it. So you know what that includes? The bill lists critical infrastructure such as grocery stores, personal care homes, banks, the legislature, highways, waste disposal facilities, courthouses, food processing, and packing plants. All of them, if you protest there, you get a fine. These are the most common places to protest, too. Everybody goes to the legislature. He, wants, he doesn't want people to be protesting these bills and stuff like that. That's right. And if you do protest there, individuals could face fines or would face fines of up to $5,000 per day and or jail time no that's that's extremely unconstitutional and it, it infringes on uh human rights it's against our bill of uh, rights and freedoms yeah. it's unbelievable and this is disgusting this is disgusting like this is legislature is literally the ground where everybody protests so the ten thousand people that protested uh, uh alongside uh blm when that happened in June, I think. Yep. Right? That would have been illegal. Yep. That would have been illegal to do that. Everybody would have, the cops would have came in, cracked some skulls. Yeah. And everyone would have They would have fined. the legal right to do that. Everybody would have been fined five grand. Yeah. And there is no sunset provision on this. Like if they said, oh, just for the pandemic, that's not what they said. They said anything that any areas deemed critical infrastructure. Unfucking believable. No, this, that's, this can't pass. This can't pass. I mean, this is like. I mean, they take it to court and it won't pass. I don't. Excuse me, I doubt that it will. They like, have to take through, it to court. It's fucked like, up. But yeah. like, if this goes through, like, how fucking corrupt is the government, man? Like, we're like just going our own government. Like, yeah, this is the on the lines of like going authoritarian. This is going, United States level shit. This is Georgia shit right here, man. Yeah, like, what the fuck? Like, what's next? Black people aren't allowed to vote. <laughs> Native Americans are not Native, allowed to vote. Are we reopening residential schools? <laughs> reopening them? Jesus. Yeah, this is, this is pretty archaic. And this bill also, something to point out, is identical to a similar bill passed by the Kenny government in Alberta. And that bill is being subject to a constitutional challenge, obviously, 
And in Manitoba, there's a bunch of environmental groups, indigenous leaders and shit who's saying that they're going to do the same thing because obviously it's a threat to democracy. Basic freedoms. So and- how about we uh, we now bring the 10,000 people that were at the BLM protests, bring them to Pallister's house and then surround it. It's not just Pallister, it's all the fucking conservatives. Yeah, I know, but Pallister's the head, right? Well, yes. This is unbelievably ridiculous. No, it's disgusting. It's fucking disgusting. There needs to be a mass protest over this. Yeah. Will that happen? It's fucking sound the alarm. Yeah, no, we have to. Like, sound the this alarm. Is super bad. Well, I was That's, yes. Unbelievable. Fuck, I mean, fuck, the NEP have to stop this. We need to fucking send this. It's anti. It's anti-democratic. I mean, what the hell? He's tired of people, like, going to his house and, like, drawing dicks on his lawn. Pallister is, he's like, fuck, man, what the hell? Like, the, they, they put up grave... Uh, Gravestones? Yeah, he's tired of them. Tired when of them. there's, like, only 26 people dead of COVID, like, that died of COVID, people were there protesting uh, his um, policies on it. Mm-hmm. And now look at the death toll. Like, it's how much ridiculous. is it now? It's unbelievably is high. Is it in the thousands? It's fucking high, dude. Yeah. It's fucking high. And so we're not, so that's the real big bill. They're also trying to pass this other one that the NDP uh, delayed. It's not that big of an outrage. It's Bill 40. It basically just, um, it enables the, the liquor and lotteries uh, corp to enter into agreements with like third parties to sell like uh, certain types of liquors. Uh, like what? All of them. <laughs> From a specialized location. So basically, it's just like another licensing bullshit. It's just a licensing oh. bullshit. Oh, okay. Well, it's I like, mean, that's not, that's not really a bad thing. Yeah, but it's just for the sale of liquor. Like, they privatize. They're basically privatizing the sale of liquor. Which isn't like... No, it's just, it's just allowing terrible, license to like, be uh, sold from, like, third-party locations. That's all it is. You have to still get a license. So it's not privatizing uh, the Liquor so, and Games Commission. So then... So why is this a big deal? I don't fucking know. It's so not going what, from liquor marts. So you'll be able to sell liquor outside of a liquor mart or a licensed liquor But don't mart. bars already do that? I guess bars you have to drink different. it in the bar, though. You have to drink bars it in the bar. Bars are different. Like, selling... It's, oh, yeah. It's more so it maybe bar. instead of being... You have to be associated with the uh, liquor mission. Yeah. You uh, can... Like, gas stations might be able to sell. Oh, I see, I see, yeah. Like, kind of like the U.S., which, I mean, isn't the worst thing? I don't give a fuck. I like I don't know. I don't Let's know. get some booze. So like <laughs> I like my beer. The more convenient it is for me to get beer, the better. So like I get it. Like I get it. You voted for conservatives. Everybody who's been a voter for like since 2016. I understand. You voted for conservatives to vote for the first time. I understand those people. Cause, you know, you were pissed off the NDP, right? Greg Selinger was a shitty leader, right? They raised the PST uh tax by one percent. They lied because they said they wouldn't do that. And then also, you know, there's this shit coming out about the, the Manitoba Hydro debt hiding, right? Not very good stuff. You're angry at the NDP. You kind of fucking want to teach them a lesson. So you voted for conservatives. And then, you know, and then you voted. But I don't get like, you voted for them again. And now this is what you get. Like, Pallister cut medical funding to make room in the budget. And then the pandemic hit. Bad timing, mm-hmm. right? And then they fumbled the pandemic by forcing the third phase of reopening too early, right? They opened that shit up September, right before school opened. And now because of that, that skyrocketed cases upwards. Schools are still open. They've been open this whole time. Right. So now people are getting fucking dying hardcore. And that forced us or that forced them to um, 
to do damage control and do an emergency lockdown, which we've been in for basically two whole months. Well, six months. It's been since November, man. Oh, it has been six months. It's been since November. It's been six months. Holy We've fuck. been in code red. Half a year we've been in uh, this emergency state of lockdown where no one can go out and see anybody. No one can do anything. Well, now is opened up in the past month where you can go to like bars and stuff. Fuck, I didn't know it was that long. If you're in like the same household. How is it even going on for that long? How? It's what because the fuck? they opened up and then they, they tried to close down everything except for like schools and shit, which are super spreaders regardless of whether or not the children are um, getting sick from it and like dying from it because the kids aren't, but they're all spreading it to their parents who are spreading it to the grandparents who are dying. And that's how it's spreading around. Uh, They're also blaming young people, you know, the frontline workers that work at your uh, McDonald's that work at your uh, Safeway, your Sobeys, all those people who are young people um, going to work because they have to, because they can't afford to live on their own and pay rent without a fucking job. Right. And they have no fucking government assistance because some bullshit, like, reason from the Trudeau government. So you can't get funding. So, like me, I haven't gotten any government funding. I haven't had a job since November. I haven't even gotten my EI yet because EI is a fucking piece of shit. I'm just here without an income, surviving on my own. Yes. With that. It's, yeah. it's like they're blaming kids young uh young adults for spreading this and having parties and shit when no one's fucking having parties they're trying to go to work and they i uh, can't afford not to go to work it's like in ontario doug ford uh is calling out the young people for spreading covid and fucking uh it all up there when uh they don't even have protections for when they uh they're sick they don't have paid sick leave so yeah like how am i supposed to so if you need to pay survive. rent yeah if you need to pay rent you're working minimum wage and you get sick from COVID, you really want to uh, go out and say, hey, I got COVID. Do you want to try to hide that so you can pay your rent and not get evicted? What's better for you? Right? These are the type right. of decisions you you're making kids. These are the type of decisions you're making these kids face. Right. And now these kids who are sick going out working front lines, they can't, uh, they can't even afford a place on their own uh, with minimum wage. So they got like four or five roommates that they're spreading this to now. And then they're going out and spreading it to their work uh, workforce. It's not like they can work from home. You can't work at Sobeys and work from home. Yeah. You know what I mean? That. Yeah, do it. It's fucked up. And, yeah. and also the CERB has basically ended. They um, folded it into the unemployment insurance. Yeah. And as we saw in your case, it's a nightmare to get unemployment insurance. So you just don't have it. You just don't have anything. You're just fucked over. You're just screwed over. So... I could. Yeah, I, I called the guy and hopefully I get something. Should They should let me know by this week. But Yeah, that's ridiculous. How long it's, been ta- it's taken? Six months. Six months. Six fucking months, man. I'm still surviving. Off of, um, I'm surviving off of positive vibes and uh, positive vibes don't coffee. pay the rent, Derek. Positive vibes don't that's pay the bill. That's all I got, bill. bro. That's all I got. Is that all you got? That's all I got at the moment, bro. Okay, so next story. Next story. Jason Kenny Jazz Grandpa. Okay, so this is a half hilarious, half like really disgusting story. It's actually <laughs> it's amazing, actually. Um, so Jason Kenny, the premier of Alberta, uh, his grandfather was a jazz musician. Yeah. And so uh Jason Kenny just uh 
pass legislation to change the music curriculum mm -hmm. for grade six students. And grade I think, six students learn jazz. So, yeah. so now grade six students are learning about jazz and they're learning about Mark Kenny as like the big jazz guy to learn about. Not, you know, not the historical hundreds of black people that created jazz, made it into a cultural movement, inspired thousands, millions of musicians. Right. No, no, no. It's Mark Kenny who played sweet jazz in ballrooms around Canada. You're going to learn That's about my learned. grandpa. Yeah. You're going to learn about my fucking grandpa, <laughs> great Sixers, who is a jazz musician, and you better appreciate it. Also, if you're teaching kids about jazz at grade six, I was no said, yeah. kid gives a fuck Nobody about jazz. Get, no, one's, no kid's going to appreciate Autumn Leaves, no. right? Well, maybe Autumn, Autumn Leaves is like a softer song. No, but that, the chord like, changes in Autumn Leaves. Um, but like, <laughs> you bring John Coltrane. Yeah, Coltrane changes. Kids aren't going to give a fuck. No, kids aren't going to understand. I mean, like, we're musicians, right? We, yeah. We're not jazz musicians, right. but uh, we, we like jazz. We uh, listen to a little bit of jazz and know a little bit about the history. Um, no kid is going to appreciate the improvisation in Django Reinhardt pieces. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, no kid is going <laughs> to give a fuck. Dog, there's, there's so many, like, icon, like, this is such a studied uh, area. Right. Of like jazz is one of the most studied um, things, in, yeah. Deep, in music, deep intellectual music theory classes and whatnot. Yeah, it's mm. it's really in depth. There's a structure. There's a known structure, like well known structure about how jazz was created and the history behind it mm. and the important figures in jazz. Yeah, all jazz we, musicians as, know that. And as we all know, Mark Kenny created <laughs> jazz music. <laughs> In the 70s. Yeah, so that's it's what Mark we know. Kenny and this other dude, this other white dude that played like saxophone across Canada yeah. for a little bit. The fuck do you mean? For like, like 30 years. Like Ray Charles, you know, Miles Davis, going all the way back to like Muddy Waters and the Blues and shit. John Coltrane, those guys. Yeah, exactly. Right. And all those guys, there's like a tried and true system of learning jazz and the history behind jazz. And, and then gypsy jazz is a little different. Gypsy jazz is kind of its own thing. That's right. kind of a niche. Romani jazz. Yeah, that's kind of a be niche uh, genre, but within jazz. That's you true. got a whole bunch of different shit, but it's just ridiculous to be like, he's like putting his own grandfather in the curriculum. So these kids have to learn about his grandfather. Honestly, I just think it's kind of fucking hilarious. Like, I don't it think it's pretty funny. I don't but think it's like, like, oh my, it's not the same degree of... Um, not like not to the Manitoba Bills that no, we just I'm, went over, not right? Not the same degree of horribleness as the Manitoba Bills we just covered. It is wrong, 100% wrong. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure, I don't know for a fact, but I guarantee you that he's making royalties off this music and I putting it know. into the curriculum. I don't know if you get royalties from teaching kids. I don't know if... I think they no. do have to pay No, for you that. get royalties if you put it in like a, a piece of media. You don't get royalties from playing in a classroom. You might be putting it into like textbooks and shit. Selling the actual sheets of music, which they will get royalties for. That is true. Yeah. Hmm. Because you got to buy that. So he might Genius. be making money off this. Listen, if my fucking kids are premier, I want them to force, <laughs> force the kids in that province to learn my same, music. Same. No. <laughs> I just think it's, it's, it's But funny, why grade but like, six? I know. Like, that's why are you teaching jazz to grade six students? Maybe I understand introducing it to them maybe in grade eight. Going into like jazz. Uh, no, they don't give a fucking grade eight either. You gotta teach them. Grade well, you got, 10. you got, okay, you got a um, high school has to be high school. No well, one's high gonna school give a has fuck. jazz band and shit already. So you might want to introduce them before that. And then also, yes. he was he was trying to 
he was trying to pass jason kenny also was trying to pass a similar bill to the uh, anti-protest one right and that's being constitutionally challenged yeah so he's no better than fucking palliser but you know right bad dude bad so, dude no like this is why i wouldn't put it past him to be uh, making royalties off this decision yeah that's that's he could personally be making money off it now you could also like, get him a conflict conflict of interest no that is a conflict of interest isn't it that is exactly yeah, but you could exactly. get him on like a court thing yeah you could like is it possible to no you i can't think they impeach. are they are fighting it because parents are like really pissed off about it yeah it's kind of ridiculous it's like in school of rock when that one kid's dad hates rock and he's like the fuck is this shit <laughs> you're playing all this music and shit that's what the parents in alberta yeah. like jazz yeah the fuck is this jazz bullshit <laughs> i don't want my kids learning jazz you'd be a loser if you play jazz <laughs> They'll probably say something a little <laughs> bit more racially charged. I don't know if people that are that racist in Alberta. I think people are conservative because of the oil. No, they're conservative because of the oil. But, but Edmonton uh, and Calgary, the biggest cities, are young. The whole thing was jazz musicians were discriminated against because they were black. Yeah, and but they that were was like the in early. Speakeasies and but stuff that was like that. early jazz. That jazz was, was kind of jazz, yeah. taken over by the whites in a the 60s, bit, yeah. 50s, 60s, 70s. So Putin signs a law enabling him to stay in power until 2036. So next 15 years. Uh, you know, surprise, surprise. The authoritarian is trying to grab more power. <laughs> right? So, I mean, this is almost a meme now. The amount of times he's like done similar things to this. Yeah, Putin is, it's like the he's Queen like of England. Election? The Queen of England. Yeah. Never dies. Is Putin eternal. will never leave power. Putin always... Uh, president of every Russia. time every time an election comes up he's just like i'm going to sign legislation to make make it so i'm president for longer now yeah or he just switches with uh dmitry medvedev yeah yeah i just pronounced it right so basically you proposed this change last year as part of constitutional reforms and apparently polling has that rush like the russian population overwhelmingly supported this vote in july so, and lawmakers approved the bill last month, and now he's signing it into law. Wasn't there a study done that said, um... Over 50% that, of Russians uh, wish the Soviet Union didn't fall? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so I doubt that. I doubt that they were in favor of this. I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. Politics in Russia is weird. It's different than, I think, us Westerners can even... No, it's, it's very much different, but I don't think that they like Putin there. Yeah, I'm, but even the idea of the United, United Russia party is strange come for us. It's a big tent party. Mm -hmm. And until like two years ago, it didn't have an official ideology. It was just a big tent centrist. And then only a few years ago, it said they were Russian conservatism. And before that, it was just a statist party, just trying to hold power. And that was it. Like, what the fuck is that? It's just like basically that makes a, no sense. I know it's just a party full of crooks and criminals, basically like corruption and shit. Yeah, and then like radical, radical centrism. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good Reddit, but is that a Reddit? That's a Reddit. I'm on oh, it. Shit, uh, it's hilarious. It shows that anybody who's a radical centrist is basically like a fascist or something. Yeah, basically, right? Yeah. So yeah, so Putin, if you're unfamiliar, he was in after the Soviet Union fell. There was a uh, President Boris Yeltsin was president of of the new russian federation mm -hmm. and i think he won the election 1993 1992 it fell in 91 but there's some turmoil and then you know things had to be put in place right and so yeltsin won in 93 i think through a large united states interference, interference. there's large interference by the united states in that election <laughs> of course of course 
U.S. does that all the time. And then they cry when they say, oh, Russia interfered in our elections. Like, bitch, you fucking yeah, have been interfering I mean, in everyone. they did, like, everybody's interfering in everybody's elections, right? I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm saying they no. shouldn't. But, like... It's hypocritical, though. Yeah, it's super it's hypocritical. It's extremely hypocritical. Right. And so, Vladimir Putin was a former member of the KGB. And then uh, he denounced, after the Soviet Union fell, he denounced the, the former Soviet Union and communism. And he says he hates it. And he was a member of Yeltsin's administration, grew up in the ranks, mm-hmm. right, and became a prominent political figure within his administration. And then in 99, when Yeltsin uh, had to step down and resign, Putin was the one who, Putin was the one who took over yep. after Yeltsin stepped down. And then he won his first election in 2000. He served two consecutive four-year terms. And then, in 2008, his ally, very close ally, Dmitry Medvedev, he won two consecutive terms in a row to be president. So what happens is they have a president and a prime minister. And so you can only have two consecutive terms, which are four years long, as president. But only consecutive. You can have an unlimited amount of terms, as long as they aren't consecutive. Oh, so, so Putin served two consecutive terms president, then Medvedev became the president, he became the prime minister, and then, when, then what happened then was President Medvedev signed legislation that gave the prime minister a lot more power, so Putin basically was the president again, except mm-hmm. he wasn't. And then after two consecutive years, they switched places again. Putin ran so for president. Pu- Putin and the sidekick. <laughs> and yes, that's right, basically. And so that's why Putin is back in power again, and he won two consecutive elections, and now he signed new legislation that just directly, directly allows him to run again, instead of doing this whole switching between prime minister and, and I president. Mean, effectively, nothing's changing. Yeah. It's just going to be more of the status quo there. Um, Putin is shit. Oh, yeah. Well, I He's- mean... Uh, yes super corrupt man super corrupt yeah argue no i'm not arguing that he's not super corrupt Mm. a horrible authoritarian you know if you're against putin like there's lack of freedom of the press conservative on social issues right anti uh, anti anti-gay can't get married there you can't kiss uh in public Mm -hmm. Uh, as gay you'll be arrested for that yeah if you come out as homosexual people who protest against putin or are well-known activists you either fucking disappear like pussy riot did Mm -hmm. or you're poisoned by nerve gas, as uh, Navalny, Andre. Yeah, they, they, they like to do that. Right. They've done that multiple times. Or you're just straight up thrown in fucking jail. Yeah, horrible dude. And what was it? Mark Annex Crimea from Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Bad guy. But if you look at the GDP of Russia, who fuck cares about GDP, though? It's just a capitalist metric. Who gives a shit? But anyways, it was super low. And the per capita GDP... Like how much money per person they had was five grand or something like that U.S. in 2000 when he took office, and now it's like 52. It's like Russia's economy. If you can see in the graph, it's like 2000. Then Putin takes one, and it's like then it goes up. It's significant change. You can say the same thing about Hitler and the Nazis and their economy too. So that I, I mean, that doesn't change anything in my eyes. I mean, yeah, yeah, it did help. I'm the just economy saying and after like Boris that, but, Yeltsin, who was also fucking shitty bad but i can understand why some russians are like okay why they might be on board with it but yeah the whole united russia party is just weird as hell and the only opposition the largest opposition to the united russia party is the communist party of russia so and i'm sure that if they ever got larger 
the United States would have some interference in that bitch. You know what I'm saying? They're pretty large right now, though. Yeah, uh, compared to United Russia? Nah. No? United Russia dwarfs them. They're in far second. Hmm. Communist Party of Russia. Oh, Communist Party of Russia. I thought yeah. you meant Russia as a whole. No. Okay, no, yeah, not Russia yeah, as a No, the Communist Party there is gone. It's gone. No, it's got like 500,000 members. They're Does the main it? opposition. Yeah, but they're... Are they? Yes. The United Russia is the political party that has all the power, right? Yeah. They have like 5 million members or something like that. Actually, you know, these numbers, I want them to be more accurate, so I don't sound like a dumbass. But anyways, they have... They're the main. And then... This, yeah, but the co- communism as a as a concept is not going to come back into Russia anytime soon. I know. That's that's more of what I meant. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, the communism that Russia had was not good communism either. So don't want that. Get this: there are four hundred and fifty seats in the state Duma. They're basically there. Yeah, their House of Representatives yeah. or whatever. Uh, the United Russia holds 336 of those seats. That's 74%. Yeah, so it's not even close. Not even close. Not even close. Anyways, basically. Anyways, so uh, Putin is going to be in the news for the next 15 years. Unless he dies. Well, there was that story that was saying, oh, he has... Uh, oh, dementia? Yeah, they're saying that oh, he might have dementia and he's going to step down. Completely fabricated lie. Yeah. It was just like, you know, the North Korea, Kim Jong-un's dead stories. It's like that. Like that. So it's just Kim not Jong-un. true. Kim Jong-un. Crazy. Crazy dude. Crazy Anyways. Dude. And then we okay. were also going to talk about uh, George Floyd's trial. Yeah. So um, Derek Chauvin's trial. So Chauvin is facing three charges. Second degree uh, unintentional felony murder. Third degree deprived uh, mind murder. And second degree manslaughter. Is it depraved mind or deprived? Depraved. Craved mind. Fuck is that? I don't know. Let's search that up. <laughs> You're depraved, dude. Holy shit. Depraved heart murder, also known as depraved uh, indifference murders, a type of murder where an individual acts on the depraved indifference to human life, in which such acts result in a death, despite that individual not explicitly intending to kill. I think, okay, that's it. Yeah. I think that's exactly what that's, he did. That's a good description. Exactly of- what this guy did. Yes. Or the video evidence that everybody's seen, at least. <laughs> like, that's exactly it. Granted, he has not been convicted yet, so we can't say that, but he definitely fucking killed the guy. You saw the fucking video, You though. saw the video. He killed the guy. The only argument you can say is that, oh, there was a lot of people crowding around him mm-hmm. and, like, shouting at them, but there was four cops there. There's four cops there. There's also a firefighter there that was off duty, and I think a UFC fighter, and those two were being like, hey... Guys, he's not moving. Check his pulse. And they refused to do so for like six minutes. Now, you could make the argument that, oh, they, were, they saw a lot of people there. And then, oh, they were trying to make sure that they didn't come close to him. They may yeah. not have been looking. But listen, nine minutes is a long time to not be paying attention to the dude on the ground. Right? Yeah. And having your knee on his neck, he's already handcuffed. He's already handcuffed. He's already under control. You could put your knee on his back. Would he be able to get up that way? You could take your knee off him completely. How would he get up without his hands? Yeah, it'll be very difficult. And right? You could just see it and just be like, hey, buddy, stop. Also, uh, or you could sit him down on the curb because he's already handcuffed. What's he going to do? Oh, you could get up and run, but... Yeah, but what's going to happen? He's know. going to get tased. So, or I guess he's black, so he'll get shot. So. But 
that's the conservative argument is that, oh, yeah, you know, what he did was wrong. Or the moderate conservative argument is that what he did was wrong. But I could understand that, oh, you know, he had his gun out. Dude had fucking his gun out. There's three other cops who could have had their gun out. The yeah. dude who was restraining the guy, he's had the, he had to be the one to have it out. Yeah. Like, what? Okay, so I was watching the first little bit of the trial, the opening statements and stuff. Yeah. On the Stephen Crowder live stream. Because I wanted to see what, uh, oh God, what, what they happened? were saying. What they say? Oh, they're super racist. Oh, fuck. Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. They're making fun of black people left and right. It was, was it the black Jesus joke? Was, did they make it there? Yeah, they made it that day. They were making a lot of fucking racist jokes. And then he got kicked off YouTube, which is, well, his, nice. chan- his channel got removed, but he still has his clip channel. Oh. So he's just uploading there. Oh. So it didn't, it doesn't matter. Yeah, so basically the argument was, hey, this guy was high. He was on meth. He was on Percocets. He was on a bunch of shit. Uh, he went in. He paid with a counterfeit um, 20 for a pack of cigarettes, went back into his car. Then the shop owner found out that uh, he paid with counterfeit, came out and was like, hey, man, can you please pay for this? Um, pay for your cigarettes? Because uh, this is a counterfeit bill and showed him. And he's like, no, I don't want to. So the shop owner went back and then came out again. He's like, dude please just pay for the cigarettes, right? Uh-huh. And then the shop owner went back in and then called the cops on him. And then so apparently George Floyd just sat there in his car, pack of cigarettes. He just lost his job, uh, I believe, that day or mm-hmm. some, somewhere around there. And so he was high. He was pissed off. wanted a pack of cigarettes. Um, whether or not he knew it was a counterfeit uh, bill, I think is irrelevant. This is the conservatives. This is the this is the defense defending a uh, Derek Chauvin. Okay, this Chauvin. is not your recollection of the events of the homicide. No, this is what uh, Derek Chauvin's defense uh, is saying. And so then, uh, when he was detained after uh, resisting, he had he had the knee on his neck, right? And then he overdosed because of the stress, because of all the drugs in his system, and he couldn't handle it. That's what they're talking about, and that Derek Chauvin did not directly cause his death. Right, it was the drugs in the system, that's what they're saying. Yeah, that's, that's their uh, whole defense, right there. And their thing is um, talking about how that standard, standard practice, putting your knee on their neck, it works, there's no other way to detain someone. And really, the only thing that they need to do to get Derek Chauvin off is prove that there was, there was a threat. There was a threat of any kind to the officers themselves or to people around the officers i've been reading the fucking recollection events so i've not been listening to anything you were saying so i apologize okay so what was the give me a brief (laughs) something about the public he wasn't a threat to the public at the time so he was he was in his car he just refused to pay for the cigarettes after yeah i read that part yeah after they uh told him that it was a counterfeit and then the police came and so what um and then the events happened from there you know the events derek chauvin uh, to get off of the, these charges, he needs to prove that uh, George Floyd was a threat to the public and, or was a threat to the police officers themselves. So that's th- what he needs to mm-hmm. prove. So this is what I found out at 812. So, yeah, they, they asked him to get out of his SUV. And then yeah. at 813, Quang and Lane told Floyd he was under arrest and walked him to their police car across the street. Floyd fell to the ground next to the car. The officers picked him up. And placed him against the car's door. Floyd told the officers he was not resisting, but he was recovering from COVID-19 and he was claustrophobic and had anxiety that he did not want to sit in the car. While Quang and Lane attempted to put him in the car, Floyd begged them not to, really saying, can't breathe, and offered to lie on the ground instead. 
And then A17 Shovel Natal arrived in a, in a third police car. Like, why the fuck? <laughs> I love that. Oh, they just sent all the cops. Listen, we got a black dude trying to arrest them. We need backup. And he, he's a Holy big dude, too. Fuck. Yeah, so the crimes that George Floyd committed that day was only uh, the counterfeit and uh, the possession of drugs, which he took. Consider that a crime. That's the only really things that he did. And he was just chilling in his car. And the cops came and, you know, arrested him because he used a counterfeit bill uh, and then fucking killed him. Right. Now, here's the thing, though. What's the thing? The thing is, is that when you read through this thing, through the, the events, it's the easy out for conservatives. They'll just say, oh, he was obviously not complying. He was not complying. He didn't want to sit in the police car. And that was bullshit because you could, any criminal could say, oh, I don't want to sit in the police car because I'm claustrophobic, even though they don't give a fuck. And then... They'll say, oh, so it was his fault that he was on the pavement because if you just sat in a police car, it wouldn't happen. It's like, well, just because you, you're being tough to arrest doesn't mean you deserve to fucking die. No, it, it, nothing, nothing makes, you, makes it okay for them to shoot you unless you're actively shooting other people, right? Unless if you have, like, a gun on you. Yeah, and are actively shooting. But, like, that does none of this... None of it makes, makes sense. It okay. It, none of it justifies what Derek Chauvin did. Mm. Is what I'm getting at. What Derek Chauvin's um, defense lawyers are trying to do is make it so that um, they can prove that there was a threat to the public or the police officers, in which case there is a history of that exact police in that exact area getting off of crimes with that uh, type of defense, right? Right. Right. There's a history of it. So that's what they were trying to and do. And that lawyer, that's uh, Derek Chauvin's lawyer, was also used in Lionel Castile's case think that helped mm. him get off from killing that dude who's sitting in the car and yeah. he asked him to show his id and they went to pull his id and the guy pulled the gun uh the cops pulled the gun and like shot him yeah. and then he has his wife and kids in the car that lawyer who helped him get off is also the lawyer Derek chauvin yeah so this guy like something i want to point out yeah when he has the knee on his neck and he's saying i can't breathe okay lane one of the other officers asked for an ambulance for floyd an off officer asked floyd quote what do you want and floyd answered i can't breathe Please, the knee on my neck, I can't breathe. And also, uh, Floyd said, quote, I'm about to die. And Chauvin responded with, relax. So it's not like they just were focused on other shit and didn't hear him no, for like he nine was minutes. pleading for his they life. literally went and talked to him. And <laughs> they literally fucking went and talked to this dude. Yeah. As he's like, yo, what's up? What's wrong? I can't breathe. There's a knee on my neck. They're like, oh, cool. <laughs> he literally They're like, I, oh, cool. We'll, we'll get you an ambulance. Like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> it's really fucking disgusting. Of course, the officers are guilty, but that doesn't mean that they won't get off. Their defense is rather and straightforward. And then get, get this, get this, 825, Floyd appeared unconscious. Bystanders confronted the officers about Floyd's condition. Chauvin, of course, pulled mace to keep bystanders away. They yelled, bystanders yelled, Floyd was not responsive and checked his pulse. Quang, like the, the Asian yeah. uh, officer, checked Floyd's wrist, but found no pulse. The officers did not attempt to provide Floyd with medical assistance. After they didn't find a fucking pulse on his wrist. Yeah. What? So this whole idea of like, oh, the cops are all oh, keeping trying to keep all the bystanders away. No, 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 it's no. they checked on him multiple times and they found his medical condition to be declining and they actively decided not to provide him with medical assistance. Just that in itself. Even, even if George Floyd died of overdose, those cops did not try to save him. They just actively just let it slide. Oh, and then according to the criminal complaint against Chauvin, Lane asked Chauvin twice if they should move Floyd onto his side, and Chauvin said no. So these guys should be arrested. Well, they are arrested. They should be convicted. 
it's ridiculous to think otherwise, I think. And of course, Steven Crowder was talking about how uh, Derek Chauvin was in a tough situation. <laughs> and sometimes you just have to kill people. Because they, they paid the store a $20 counterfeit bill. For a pack of cigarettes, they take your life. Also, the autopsy finding publicized on June 1st, 2020, determined Floyd's death was a homicide. <laughs> what the fuck? Which one? Sets of autopsies results. Okay. Publicized on June 1st, determined that Floyd's death was a homicide. Two sets of them said they're a homicide. So, if, if Derek Chauvin gets off on these charges... You know the riots that are going to happen? Oh my fucking god. You think, you think the Black Lives Matter riots were bad? Which they weren't. They were justified too. They're going to get insane. It's going to be LA riots all over again. No, it will be the LA riots. This, happens, this happened already. And with the exact same cause and everything. Like, it's going to happen again, but this time it's going to be nationwide. And then the police, like, brutality uh, shit's going to happen again, and it's just going to get way worse. It's going yeah. to get way worse. Mm -hmm. So, you know... Watch out for that. This is going to take a couple months to complete, too, right? Right. So, well, we got, anyways, we got I mean, a long way to go until um, we, we see anything from this. Right. Hopefully, I hope they get convicted. There's so much evidence. <laughs> yeah. There's Jesus. so much evidence to Jesus be like, Christ. these guys just murdered a dude because That's he was black. Also, uh, fucking Derek Chauvin was new, George Floyd. Yeah, because he was a bouncer or something. Yeah, they were bouncers together and they didn't like each other. Not good. Not good luck. No, no. Not good luck for Derek. Chauvin. Yeah, I know. I hate that he has the same name as me. <laughs> I fucking hate. Derek is such a fucking douche name. Any reference it's to a Derek in... Um, no, any reference to someone named Derek in popular culture is always a douche character. <laughs> There's never a good character that has the name Derek. I gotta change. I should go by uh, my middle name, Mathieu. What? Should go by my middle name. name. You have a middle yeah. name? Yeah, Matthew. How's it spelled? M A T T H I E U. Why the fuck would they name you that? It's French. Oh. Isn't that just French for Matthew? Yeah. Can't you just say Matthew? No, you have to say it like a French person. Matthew. <laughs> well, anyways, that's all the stories we had lined up for you guys today. Yeah, basically, we were going to talk about Jim uh, or Joe Biden. Oh, yeah, the there's, 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 a golden, there's a golden clip. During a Q&A session where, where about the Georgia voting situation, Joe Biden says, you know, it makes Jim Crow look like Jim Eagle. Because it is the most pernicious thing. This makes Jim Crow look like Jim Eagle. I mean, this is gigantic what they're trying to do. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> I mean, the Georgia law is like extremely bad and like racist as fuck. And going back to Jim Crow law era. But what does Joe Biden mean? Like, is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? Because Jim Crow looked like Jim Eagle. What the fuck is that? I don't know. Uh, I don't know what he's meaning. I, uh, I hope we get more Q&As. Joe Biden is going, to be, is going to be pretty fucking clippable. Yeah. In the next great. four years. It's going to be clippable as fuck. So anyways, that's all the stories we had for you guys today. I hope yeah. you guys enjoyed this podcast. Remember to download it and help us out with the analytics. Uh, follow us on the Spotify if you need to. Share with your friends, your family, and, uh, you know, all that jazz. Yeah. So, anyways, jazz. that was... Uh, hope you guys enjoyed. That was the Canadian's perspective. Yeah, we'll see you next time. Signing up. All right. Bye. Bye.